0: Ephesians 6, verse 1 through 4 only. When you have it, say, speak to me, Lord. Page 950, Page 950 in the Red Bibles. Ready? Because Ephesians 6, verse 1 through 4. Me, Children, Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and your mother which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead Bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Keep your Bibles handy. We will be needing them. But as you already know, today is Father's Day. <coughs> and I am one woman that loves Father's Day. And I love Father's Day because I had such a wonderful, wonderful dad. Amen. And I, I, anything that I can do to honor him just makes me feel good. But not only do I love Father's Day because I had such a wonderful father. I love Father's Day because of our Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. I love Father's Day because for those who do not, did not have good fathers or <coughs> fathers that weren't there or fathers that didn't step up to the plate there was a heavenly father that they could turn to. Amen. And he was always there for them and for each and every one of us. What amazes me about God being father is the fact that he chose to take a title that belonged to him and give it to a man. Amen. I, I, I find that hard to understand. You understand that he would take his title and say I'm going to bestow it on a human being father I enjoy being a mom I love being a mom but I could never experience what it means to be a father I could never experience what it means to carry that title that God has given to men and Because of that, we just want to say that, men, we honor you today, and we thank God for you today. Now, prayerfully, all of you all are going to remember that on Mother's Day, we dissected the word honor. And that's what we read in, in scripture this morning, right? That children are to honor their parents, right? So on Mother's Day, we talked about what it meant to honor And we look at the definition of the word honor in the dictionary. And the definition in the dictionary says to highly respect, great esteem, to have great esteem for someone. But scripture went a little bit further. Scripture says that when we honor our parents, we're to stand in awe of, to deeply respect them and to obey and to care for them. So we talked about all of that on Mother's Day. We're not going to talk about it again today. The Lord just wanted me to remind you that all those wonderful things we said on on Mother's Day are also applicable to the fathers as well. Amen? Amen? Unfortunately, in this world that we live in, many fathers don't get the honor and respect that they are due. That hurts my heart, but that's just the way it is. And the reason probably is because there are so many absentee fathers. Now, this morning, we're not going to be bashing men, and this morning, we're not going to be bashing uh, absentee fathers and all that kind of stuff because society does enough of that. Society does enough tearing our men down. And I'm here this morning to build our men up this Amen. morning. Amen. I'm not going to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly, but we're going to be talking about the good men. We're going to not be talking about the absentee fathers, but we're going to be talking about the fathers who have stuck there with you and with their family through thick and through, through uh, thin. Amen? Amen. We're not even going to be talking about how wonderful these fathers are That have remained and and done what God has called for them to do. What we're going to be talking about this morning is we're going to be talking about what it is that God wants to see manifested more in the lives of you men who have been given the privilege of being called a father. God is saying this morning that there are some attributes that he wants to see reflected in your life and i love that song that we just had before the sermon started reflections of jesus because god is saying since i gave you the same title that i carry i expect to see some of the things of my character god's character being manifested in your life. Amen. So that, that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at the attributes, some of the attributes that God wants to see manifested in the lives of the fathers more so than they already are. But also remember, ladies, that anything that applies to the fathers also apply to you as well. Amen. I want you to remember, and I, I, I said I wasn't going to say anything this week, But I don't know if you noticed this week, the scripture text that I sent you every day. I did not know if you noticed that all of them carried a message. And all of them carried a message concerning what? All of them (laughs) bore a message concerning what? Now I did this from Monday to Saturday. And God said that he was doing his message to you all all week long. So what was the message that God was sending out to you all each day this week? You know, that's sad. That 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 is sad. But I, I'm not going to let it get me down because I, I just don't understand. But each day this week, God sent a scripture text out on what he expected men to be. Each day this week, God sent a scripture text out of what he wanted to see manifested in the lives of our men. And we're going to look at some of them today. And prayerfully, we look at some of them today. You'll remember when I sent them to you this week. So the first one that I'm going to ask you to turn to is Micah 6, verse 8. God said there are some attributes. There are some attributes. You know, Satan just dropped in my mind. That I need to stop sending y'all scriptures every day. He just dropped it in my spirit. You need to stop doing it because they're not reading them. They're not paying any attention to them. They're not meditating on them during the course of the week. But as I told you all yesterday in that Bible study, you got to recognize the enemy. Amen. You got to recognize, because I know that didn't come from God. Okay, but at any rate, the first one I want you to look at this morning is Micah 6, verse 8. When you have it, speak to me, Lord. Lord. He has showed thee, O man. God said, I have showed you, O fathers, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. He said to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. God is telling you fathers this morning that the life that he has given you, the privilege that he has given to you as a father, he expects to see more of the more of him manifested in your life because he wants you to live the proper kind of life in front of your children. Amen. It says here, God says, what is it uh, I, I've shown you what is good. I've shown you how to live a good life. I've shown you, Abuchi, how to be a good father. But God said, Michael, he wants us to take out one of the O's in good. Because God said, I not only have shown you how you're supposed to live a good life, but I've shown you how you're supposed to live a God life. God is saying this morning, as fathers, because you bear his name, you are supposed to be a reflection of him. You are supposed to uh, let the light of Christ shine out of your life. My God is showing us this morning that he says the first thing he wants to see from you, he says that you should live a just life. I've shown you, old oh man, what you're supposed to Isn't that what the scripture says? Yeah. To live justly. What does it mean to live justly? It means to live a moral life. And an ethical life. It means to live a moral and an ethical life. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know whether you know it or not. Fathers, I don't know whether you know it or not, but you are the one that are setting the moral standards for your child. You are the one that is setting the moral standards. For your child. What use, if you go along just to get along, then that's the kind of children that you're going to be raising. You're going to be raising children that will go along with society and and the things in the society just to be able to get along with people. God said to tell you that you are supposed to live a moral life, a godly life in front of your children. Now, I read that out of the uh, Amplified Version. And it says, being attuned to the right thing and actually doing it. (laughs) To live a just life means being attuned to the right thing and actually doing it. That's how the Amplified broke it down. So God said, it's not just for you. It's not good enough just for you to know what is the right thing to do. It's not good enough until you do what the right thing is. Amen. So Father, fathers, this is a challenge. This is the, the um, uh, diagram. This is the description of what God expects to see inside of you. He says as a parent, you've got to live a just life. And you've got to realize that you are teaching your children the right way to live, whether it's right or wrong, by the example that you live and not simply by what comes out of your mouth. Amen? Amen. Amen. The next thing it says in Micah, it says that you are to love mercy. Mm. You are to love mercy. Okay, now, you all know, being a mom or being a dad is not easy. You got to know that. But you know what else is not easy? It's not easy being a child being raised in this world today. It's not easy being Christian's age and and, and Grace and AJ and the young man. It's not easy being a child. You say, Pastor, what do you mean that it's not easy being a child? Because there are so many things out here in this world yeah. vying for your children's attention. There are so many doctrines and so many uh, uh, beliefs and so many uh, accepting this and accepting. There's so many things in the world that's trying to teach your children the difference between right and wrong. Okay, <clears throat> that it's hard for them to know what is right And what is not, I I know when we had confirmation class and when we talk to our children and our young people and we tell them what the uh, Bible says, and then they'll say, well, this is what they say in school. Mm -hmm. This is what the teachers say. This is what some of my friends say. So what is the truth? The only way that the children are going to know what the truth is about you is when they see you live that truth. When they see you live that truth, then they will realize that it's truth. God says here, to love mercy. Okay. What does that mean? All of us in here get excited when we hear God talk about, Scripture talk about how God is so merciful to us. Because we know that mercy is when God withholds punishment that we deserve. right? And we're just so, oh hallelujah, God is so merciful. But God said, I want you to be merciful. God said, don't Always be so hard-nosed with your children. Doesn't matter whether they're young, old, or whatever. Don't always be so hard-nosed with your children. Yes, sometimes they need to be corrected. God tells us in His Word. Uh, tells us in His Word, He says, "Spare the rod and spoil the child." Isn't that what He said? Amen but he also said when we read the scripture this morning uh, when we in ephesians it says fathers don't exasperate your children did you did you notice that yes. D- don't exasperate don't don't be so hard-nosed they don't know that if they do something wrong that they can go to you and ask for forgiveness and it'll be okay all over again <clears throat> You say, how many times I have to give my child another chance? Ask yourself the question. How many times did God have to give you another chance? How many times did he have to straighten you up? God says, as a father, as a mother, as a grandma, as an aunt, as an uncle, whatever you are, you got to love, you got to know how to show mercy. And in the amplified version, it says mercy means to practice kindness and compassion. I love the amplified when it said that because it says practice kindness, practice, practice kindness. I I love that because you know what it means to me, Marcus, when it says practice, it means that you never totally get it right. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it in order to get. To get it like it's supposed to be. So God says practice kindness in your home. You know how kind you can be with people in the church? You know how kind you can be with your neighbor or people on your job and you grin and smile and all. God said practice kindness in your home. Practice kindness with your children. Practice kindness with your husband. Practice kindness with the uh, person that's driving down the road and they're trying to cut you off. God said practice kindness every day. That's what he's looking for in you men. That's what he is looking for in your life. God says, yes, you've been a good father. But there's some attributes of mine, talking about God, that I want to see more of inside of you, David. He said, the next thing I want you to notice in that scripture in Micah, it says, walk humbly with your God. First thing he says is, live justly, practice mercy. And then he says, walk humbly with your God. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know if you know what that means, but the way that God gave it to me to simplify it was God said to tell you, you need to know who's in charge. Amen. Amen. You need to know who's in charge. Amen. When we walk humbly, God is up here and we're here. Yes. God, We are not dictating to God. God is dictating to us. Amen. We got to know that God is God and we are not God. Amen. Do you understand? So walk humbly with God means realizing who is in charge. And since he's in charge, that he's the one that I'm going to follow. He's the one. That I'm going to emulate. Yes, God said I'm going to have those characters. Those three things. To be manifested in your life. To live justly. To live a moral and an ethical life. In front of your children. And your grandchildren. And the kids in the church. To love mercy. And to walk humbly. But God said that's not all. That he wants from you. Because he sent you scriptures all week long. Okay. The next one he wants you to look at. Is Psalms 1. Now, I don't know if any of these are starting to click in your head and say, oh, yes, she did send that to me. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Psalms 1. We're going to look at verse 1 and 2. Psalms 1. Open your Bible in the middle of the book. It'll fall to Psalms. God said, the things in Micah is not all that he wants to see manifested in your life, but he wants you to manifest these things in Psalms 1 verse 1 and 2 when you have it speak to me Lord Lord. blessed I love this blessed is the man blessed is the father who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law does he meditate both day and night. Fathers, mothers, children, everybody in here pay special attention to this verse, to these two verses. And I can sum these two verses up in one sentence. God is saying to you, Choose your friends wisely. He's saying, choose your friends wisely. I want you to notice how God breaks this down. He says, don't walk, don't stand, or don't sit with certain people. Walk, stand, or sit. Why didn't I mean? Why didn't He just come out and say, don't associate with? It? Certain people. But if God breaks something down like that, there's got to be a reason. Don't walk, don't stand, or don't sit. Don't walk means don't live your life according to their standards. When it says don't walk, don't live your life according to their standard Don't let their walk be the guideline for your walk. You understand that? You got that? The next thing he says, don't stand. He says, don't station yourself with someone that is not doing what God is calling them to do. Don't don't make that your, you know, your go-to place. Don't station yourself there. And then the last thing he says is don't sit with them. That means you should never be comfortable enough. To sit down with them. Who is he talking about? Who is he talking about when he says don't walk or, or stand or he is talking about people that habitually he refers to them as wicked and sinners? He's talking about people who habitually do things that are contrary to the word of God. Amen. Amen. God said you are not to be comfortable with them. Amen. Are you comfortable with the people in the world? Can you sit there and listen to the things that come out of their mouth and the curse words and stuff and it doesn't bother your spirit? Can you sit and listen and watch what they're watching and it doesn't upset you in the inside? Can you listen to the same music that they're listening to and watch? Thank you, Lord. Watch them gyrating all over the stage and not be offended by it. God said, don't walk. Don't stand. That that covers every area. Doesn't it cover every area, every, every? Mm, I can't even talk. Every area. God said, don't socialize. Don't don't associate yourself with people that are continually doing evil. What does he say here? That don't do. He says, don't take your counsel from them. Is that isn't that what it said? Don't take counsel. Blessed is is the man who sitteth not in the seat of the scornful, who doesn't take counsel. God says your homeboys on the corner are not to be your legal counsel. The counsel is a legal term. Like marriage counseling, any of that counsel in in a courtroom. God says your homeboys are not to be your legal counsel. They're not to be where you go to get your guidelines. He said the people standing around the water fountain in your office is not where you go to get marriage counseling. Because mm-hmm. you know that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Or oh, well, I used to when I was in the world. You listen to all the advice of the people at, at work. Or oh, if that was my husband, I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't stand up for that or I wouldn't put up with this or that. God said, wait a minute. Don't you're getting your counsel from the wrong people. If you want counsel on how to uh, handle your marriage, pick up the book. If you want counsel on how to handle your children, pick up the book. God said, not only don't you handle, thank you, Lord. God said, not only do you not associate with people that are wicked and sinful and so forth, he said, but don't hang out with mockers. You know what mockers are? People that make fun of who God is. God is saying, fathers, are your homeboys, your friends, do they mock the Christian faith? Do they mock living in accordance to the word? Do they mock living a celibate life? Do they mock not taking something that doesn't belong? God said, you're not supposed to be hanging around with mockers. This is what I want to see manifested in your life on this Father's Day on this day for that women and children and anybody else can hear this message. God said, you got to watch who it is that's your friends. Thank you. Pick your company. Thank you. Pick your company wisely. Amen. And as you pick your company wisely, you will be teaching your children to pick their company wisely. Amen. Exactly. Do you see it? You will be teaching your children, as they see you being picky it's a word my sister Ronnie would use. If they see you being picky about who it is that you're going to hang out with and where you're going to go, that's going to teach them to be picky as well. Amen. 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 I got two more and I'm going to let you go home. Three more. Proverbs 15 verse 25. All of these I sent to you this week. None of these should be a surprise to you. God said how he was preparing this sermon starting with Monday. Amen. And I was hoping and praying that people would read these scriptures and be meditating on them all week long. Proverbs 15, verse 25. Do you have it? Speak to me, Lord. Anybody got it? Okay. A hot-tempered, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife. But he is... He who is slow to anger calms disputes. If you were to ask your children or ask yourself the question, do do your children see you as having a temper or not? What would your answer be? Do your children see you as having a temper that the least little annoyance Yesterday in Bible study, we had a question. We were talking about unity in the faith. And we had a question as to what we could do to prevent Satan from causing conflict within the body of Christ. And my girl, Sheree, answered the question. And we wrote the three answers down. And I'm not going to have all of them right for you right now, I don't think. But the three things that she said that we should do. Is that we should make sure that we don't always allow ourselves to be offended by little petty things. That we don't allow ourselves to be offended by little petty things. And the third one, I can't remember the second one, but the third one was extend grace. Extend grace. (laughs) Do you remember what the second one was? Okay. Well, those two I remember. Okay, but it's the same thing that God is saying here. A hot-tempered man, if you want, we pray, we pray for all the violence in Baltimore City. Mm -hmm. We pray about these young people with guns and how they have these hair triggers and how do they just go and shoot and take somebody's life without even thinking about it. But have you ever thought maybe it's learned behavior? Have you ever thought that it was learned behavior? That in their house, what they saw was anger erupting at the least little thing, at the smallest, I mean, they talk about road rage. But what about in the house and and your child does something that is just stupid and you just blew up? What is it? There's no difference in house rage than, than road rage. Amen. God said, Father's, When you raise your children like that, with the spirit of anger, then that's the same thing that's going to be manifested inside of them. Learn to be compassionate. Learn to be a a person that calms the dispute down rather than always adding fuel to the fire. Amen? Amen. God said, this is what I want to see in you. You say, Pastor, I didn't come for all this. Well, yes, you did, because that's why God has you here. These are the things that God wants to see in your life as fathers. This is what he wants to see in your life as men. This is what he wants to see in your life as godly women. This is what he wants to see in your life as young children. As you grow up to get these things inside of you. That the reflection of Christ will be inside of you. Proverbs sixteen seven. Proverbs sixteen seven. Turn to it. Proverbs 16, 7. We're still doing good. I'm under a half hour. Proverbs 16, 7. Okay. Matter of fact, thank you, Daddy. This is the last set. It's Luke 18, 1B first, and then Proverbs 16, 7. Luke 18, 1B is in boy, which means it's the latter part of the verse. Okay. Luke 18, 1B is in boy. You got it? It says men should always do what? Men should always do what? Pray, Pray and what? Not and not give up. Do your children hear you praying for them? Do your children ever hear you praying for them? I'm not talking about it in church. Do they ever hear you praying out loud at home? You're praying for them. Do they know that if, if there's nobody in the world praying for them, that you as a father are praying for your child? I, I remember when we were at Beachville, I always knew if there was one person praying for me, it would be Dorothy. That's the lady that used to be at the church in the past. I always knew somebody was praying for me because I knew Dorothy was always praying for me. Amen. Do your children know that you are praying? Can they hear you? Praying for them. Okay, do they see you when you have a problem going on in your life? Jennifer, do they see you going to God, taking that problem to God and asking him for guidance? Mm -hmm. This is what God says he wants to see in the fathers. He said, pray, Adrian, but you can't give up. Just because the answer don't come when you want it to come, don't give up. Just because the answer is not the answer that you wanted it to be, don't give up. God said men should always pray. One of the problems in our churches, one of the problems in our home, one of the problems in in our world is that men have stopped praying. And I'm not talking about the women right now. I'm talking about the men standing up, being the example, being the godly father, and teaching their children the word of God and showing them the direction to go. God said men should always pray. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. And then Proverbs 16, 7. Proverbs 16, 7. It says, when a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. You remember, I think that was the first one you got on Monday. I'm not sure. But I I put the prayer first. Because if you are praying man, then you know your ways are going to be pleasing to God. You see that? That's why I put those two together. If you're a praying man, then you know that your ways are going to be pleasing to almighty God. When you're praying and you're listening for the answer and you're following the directions of what God has given to you. God said, I want to see these things manifested in your life. I don't want you men to continue allowing the uh, the moms and and the grandmoms and the the women in the life to take over being teaching of your children. God tells the man, train up a child. Mm -hmm. He tells them to teach the child. But for so many men, they've taken that responsibility and turned it over to the women. Mm -hmm. And yes, women, we're supposed to do it too. But just because we're supposed to do it does not mean that the man stops. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the man stops. And the last one that I'm going to give you is taking you back to Psalms 1. You don't have to turn to it. But the last part that God told me to bring back to you was we had said, Blessed is the man who standeth not in the uh, counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, and so on and so forth. But we didn't do verse 2. And verse 2 says what? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. God said, Men... Does his word delight you? When he says delight in the law, that's talking about delight in the word. Does God's word delight you? Do you enjoy talking to God and hearing his answer? And he says, and in his word, does he meditate? He doesn't just sit and listen. But he'll take the sermon home today and he'll chew on it and he'll meditate on it and he'll t- share it with somebody else and he'll chew on it again. And in a minute, he says he meditates on it day and night. Why? Because he wants the word to get from here down to here, he wants it to become a part of his life. I hope and pray that that is your desire. Because it is only as we learn to delight in the Lord that we will learn to live a life that is pleasing to God. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Pretty good. Only 35 minutes. That's good. Lord, we love you. Mm. We bless you and we exalt you. Father's Day. What an honor. What an honor to be called the same name that you have or the same title that you have. Lord, I I just hope I can get that impressed in some men's mind that you allow them to have the same title that belongs to you. They're called fathers. Help them to understand what being a father is all about. Help the men who are not fathers to understand what it means to be a man. To walk in the ways of almighty God. And let the mothers and the women also know. That everything that is in in these verses. Every single solitary one of these verses. Every single solitary one of these points. Can be applied to them as well. We love you Lord. In the name of Jesus. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. And I ask you just to talk to our heavenly father. Right now for yourself. Amen. Whatever it is, it's on your heart and your mind. Just share it with our God. Tell him that you love him. His mercy never fails. That's why you got to be merciful. That's why you got to be merciful. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head I will sing Of the goodness of God All my life you have been Can you say that? If you can't say it, there's something wrong You have been so, so good Everything, every breath every breath that I'm able I'm going to talk about the goodness of God oh yes tell him you love his voice you hear his voice and his word you hear his voice and his word you are close like no other I know that Most of you in here have made a commitment of faith but I would be remiss if I did not ask if perhaps there was someone that doesn't know my Jesus in the parting of their sins. Is there one but has never yielded control and said Lord I want you to be Lord of my life I will sing if there's anyone that doesn't know the Lord just raise your hand all heads bowed and all eyes closed if there's anyone that doesn't know the Lord raise your hand thank you Lord we got a house of believers I praise God for that Just had to make sure Just had to make sure Amen God's goodness is running after you He wants to be so good to you You can't understand When we read in uh, Micah He says oh man I have showed you what is good God said I want I want so much good for you You just don't understand And you keep running from me thinking that my good is going to cause you some kind of hurt or some kind of pain that I just want to be this mean God. I'm a God that loves you so much that I just want to give you nothing but goodness. Amen. Now may the peace of God and the sweet, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now henceforth and forevermore world without end. Amen. Father, I ask you to bless the food that has been prepared for the nourishment of our bodies. In the name of Jesus, amen.